welcome to Tea and Tarot. My name is Sadie and I'm so excited to be starting this spiritual journey with you guys. I am sitting here today, it's nice and early on a Saturday morning, and I have my lovely cup of tea to go with this episode. I'm currently drinking some loose leaf Earl Grey with lavender from Private Selection. I just got a new ball strainer. Um, I'm actually not sure what these are called, but the little enclosure that you put tea into, loose tea, because I didn't have one previously. I just had one that was kind of built into a traveling cup. And so I have that now so I can have my lovely, fun, loose teas that I have and love. Um, and it's in my lovely new Halloween cauldron mug, which is my new favorite thing. I got it from Walmart. It was pretty cheap and it has such a cute little spider down at the bottom. I named my little guy, um, oh, what did I name him? I named him something Pennyworth. What, what did I name him? Hmm. Gerald? I don't think I named him Gerald. This is kind of embarrassing. I don't remember what I named my little spider. But I guess for now, I can call him Mr. Pennyworth. He is a dapper guy, and he knows how to have a good time. <laughs> so, um, I, I kind of wanted to do this first episode to kind of let you guys get to know me a little bit more. That way, if you've kind of stumbled upon my podcast, you know, you don't really know how you got here. Or even if you were looking up podcasts with a witchy theme... I kind of want to give you guys an introduction to me and what I'm looking forward to doing with this podcast. That way, you know whether or not you want to continue listening. And of course, the hope is that you will want to stay and go on this journey with me. But I understand if what I am kind of hoping to um, research and get out there might not be exactly what you want and what you want to incorporate into your craft, which is totally fine. If you're here, this is your, you know, your opportunity to cross paths with me. And if it's not in the stars, then so it will be. And that is okay. But if you do end up, you know, being kind of interested in what I plan on doing with this podcast and me as a person, then I am so, so excited because there's so much we're going to be doing together and there's just so much in store that I think will be so wonderful for both of us. Okay, so without further ado, like I said earlier, my name is Sadie. Um, I am going to be your hostess for this podcast. I am 21 years old, so if you know your way around kind of the witchy side of podcasts, you know I'm quite a bit younger than a lot of people who have some of the really, really popular witchy podcasts. So I'm 21. I am an Aquarius, born January 21st. So, <laughs> you know, if you have your opinions on the zodiac signs, I am a, an Aquarius, a pure and true Aquarius. If you have stereotypes about them, it 98% of the time will apply to me and totally fit who I am as a person. It's really funny, but I'm an Aquarius, which means my sign is air, or my element is air, uh, my planet is Uranus, um, 
So as to my actual kind of spiritual path and how I identify at the moment, um, just like with a great many things, I see the importance and usefulness of labeling myself, but at the same time, I completely understand that I don't think I quite fit 100% into any one label. So, um, <clears throat> kind of as a little precursor, precursor to my, um, spiritual label, um, I am LGBTQ plus and I am a non-binary woman. Um, I'm also a person of color. I am a part of the black community. Um, so a lot of this kind of impacts my day to day and has kind of impacted the way that I have gone about my spiritual journey and, um, the way that I practice witchcraft. So that's just a little bit about, you know, some of the foundational things that have impacted my craft. But, um, at the moment I do not identify with any particular religion. Um, right now I'm kind of not quite atheistic in my practice because I have kind of a sense of belief in the divine feminine and the divine masculine. And I also believe in, you know, like spirits and entities, demons, angels, you know, things you learn about in mythology and lore. I believe in stuff like that, um, as well as kind of the divine, like just general energies. So I haven't really put anything to that before or not before, sorry. I haven't put anything to that right now. Um, but in the past I have previously been Wiccan, um, I also have previously had a patron god. Um, I am not actively working with that god anymore. Um, and you know, because of when it was in my practice and kind of how it went about, I don't think I ever really was like actively working with that patron god and like a, you know, both parties are kind of in on it type of deal. Um, but, you know, I'm further along in my path now. I kind of understand a little bit better how that works. So, potentially in the future, I could work with, you know, a named god or goddess. But for now, I kind of just believe in the divine energies. Um, I do label myself as an eclectic green witch. My primary kind of thing um, recently that's, you know, been my sort of practice has been working in green magic. Um, I have a bunch of plants and plants mean a lot to me. The earth means a lot to me. Nature means a lot to me. And, um, so that's kind of my primary label. That's always felt right. So I've kind of, I've, I've stuck with that, but I also label myself as eclectic because I like to pull things from many different, you know, branches and paths in witchcraft. I also do a lot of kitchen witchcraft. Um, so I do a lot of kind of, you know, putting magic and intention into the things that I'm making. I do my best to celebrate the Sabbaths. Um, I, I do and I don't see them as holidays, kind of like, um, you know, traditional holidays in modern day the world, but primarily in the U.S. because I am from the U.S. I am an American, unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, so, you know, we have like Halloween and Christmas and Easter and et cetera and et cetera. 
So when it comes to like that idea of a holiday, the Sabbaths don't quite fit into that for me. And it's probably just because of, you know, the capitalist <laughs> agenda with holidays and how that's so ingrained in our culture. But I do celebrate them um, as, you know, the changing of the seasons and these important high and, you know, low spots of the transitioning seasons kind of following, you know, the depiction of the wheel of the year. So I do celebrate the Sabbaths. Um, I try to celebrate the Esbats, which if you do not know what those are, those are kind of the mini, I don't want to say holiday, but they're celebrations of uh, the, the moon cycle. So, you know, they're mostly, not even mostly, the Esbats are celebrations of the full moons. And so I try to do that. I do like to work with the moon. I feel very drawn to the moon. And yeah, so I think that is pretty much everything to say about me right now as to what I do with my own practice. Um, I recently have been getting into incenses and kind of using the magic of scents and burning and diffusing different scents in my space. I've started to dabble in cleansing, um, I have been religiously listening to the Witch Bitch Amateur Hour, which was actually the first witchy podcast that I ever listened to. I started listening to it last fall, and they've been going, I think, for like a year and a half at that point. But I started at the beginning, and you know, I would listen to that all the time. I listened to it at school, you know, when I was walking to and from classes, while I was eating, when I was just in my room. And then later on, when I went back to work during my breaks, I would listen to it there. And then I ended up taking a break for it, for, from it, sorry. <laughs> Sometimes it's hard to speak English. Um, I, so I took a break from it for a while. And honestly, I think it was just because at that time, I was not ready, like, it just wasn't time for me to keep going with my practice and, like, actively developing it. So, I kind of put my practice and, you know, all of the wonderful, lovely things I love to do with witchcraft, I kind of put them on the back burner while I was going through a bunch of other stuff. Um, at the time, I'd, I'd been trying to get over a really, really bad breakup, and then, you know went into the beginning of 2020, was starting to feel good. I actually wanted to start this podcast back in January, but um, I started a different podcast and I was planning on doing them together, kind of in parallel, uh, so I could kind of go between kind of talking about the things that happen in my mundane life, like you know, the mon not mundane in like the sense that they're not important, but like the mundane as in the non-magical stuff going on in my life and talk about those things and have important conversations with that. And then also have this podcast so I could talk about the important things, you know, involving my spirituality and my craft and practice and all of that fun stuff. But at the time, even though I was really motivated to start a podcast, I realized that I wasn't quite ready to start this one. And so I went with my other podcast. I did that from January to June. 
but unfortunately it ended up being really, really bad for my mental health. It just became a really toxic place for me. So I ended up deleting that podcast, just completely removed it from my life, from my mind. And I finally, now at this point here in September, I'm at a place where I've been conscientiously and actively been working on developing my practice more. I've been trying to be more mindful, trying to make it more of an active aspect of my life. And so now I feel like I'm a little bit more prepared. I know what I want to talk about. I have the drive. I feel called to do this. So here I am now finally starting my podcast and I I actually finally settled on a name. So here we are on the Tea and Tarot podcast and hopefully that's not been done before. I, I did look through the other witchy podcasts names and I didn't see it. So hopefully fingers crossed that it's not been taken and I just haven't seen it yet. But with that said, I'm finally here with you guys and I'm super, super, super excited. I have a lot of stuff kind of planned. I have so many things I want to research because they're things that I want to know and kind of develop and put into my practice. So I hope you guys are interested and kind of want to do the same things because as much as I love the witchy podcasts that are already out there and already super, super popular and are generally just the most amazing things, I feel like they kind of go over a lot of the same things. So, you know, like crystals and chakras and um, runes is one I've seen. I know a lot go over deities, particularly like Greek deities. Um, A lot go over like the history of witchcraft and, you know, historical witches. I've seen a number of podcasts, but I haven't listened to them yet, that just talk about occultism. So I'm not entirely certain, you know, like, what they specify within occultism, but, you know, so they do that. So I potentially could have a lot of overlap with some of that. But in listening to witchy podcasts, I feel like there are things that I'm really interested in that they just don't talk on. And I think a lot of that, you know, is what's out there and available path-wise and like religion-wise if that's something I decide to pursue and obviously as the name of the podcast implies I really really want to actually delve into and learn the meanings of the cards of the tarot cards that way I can better intuitively read. I can do it decently now with the um kind of given definitions in the little booklets that come in tarot cards. So reading all of those, I have a pretty good time intuitively reading and kind of picking out what the person I'm reading for needs and how to tie them together. However, I would absolutely love to be able to just look at a card and know exactly what it could mean and how to tie that into the other cards for the person I'm reading for. So I think that would be really, really cool. Um, I know other podcasts do focus on tarot. I haven't listened to any that do focus on tarot. Um, So I don't know how they go about doing it. But I mean, this is my podcast, so I'm going to look at tarot and hopefully it doesn't overlap and isn't too, too crazy similar that people are like, hmm, are you copying them? The answer is no, because I have not listened to them. But you know... 
so it is a lot of these podcasts tend to overlap in areas and that's fine but this is going to be kind of my curated experience of research and sharing that with you guys so I'm really excited um, I, I have a lot of other stuff that I want to look into right now I am super super interested in um, kind of looking at the darker side of witchcraft and magic not in the sense that like I want to use it to harm people but like right now I'm super interested in doing shadow work um, I'm kind of looking at you know the tenants and you know what what they exemplify in Luciferianism I am really really interested in demons right now and just stuff like that so kind of the, the darker side you know kind of where mainstream media doesn't really focus on in witchcraft unless they're you know kind of demonizing you know the people who practice that so I'm, I'm really interested in doing some of that so if you're interested in stuff like that um, you know, not, not quite the almost, and I hope this doesn't offend anyone, but the almost frou-frou end of witchcraft, which tends to be, you know, what people tend to portray as white magic or, you know, light magic, light witchcraft, stuff like that, where, I don't know, it's, it's great and all, but I feel like it's just not what I need at this moment. I think right now, at this moment, I kind of need to look into the darker things. Um, in terms of mental health, I have recently not been in a good place. In fact, I've been in a really, really bad place, and I think that's what's kind of driving some of my interest. And I think there's something um, dark not in a bad way, but dark as in kind of hidden and dark as in almost, almost like the, the shadow self, you know, when you do shadow work and there's all of this stuff that's kind of been repressed or hidden, something like that within me that is calling out to and reaching for something. And I think that's why I've been a little bit more called to these quote unquote dark side, like the dark side of witchcraft and the dark side of magic. <clears throat> So if any of that interests you, then go ahead and stick around um, as I continue this podcast journey, because that's a lot of what I'm going to be focusing on. Um, I will also be covering the Sabbaths. I think that'll be really, really fun to be able to talk about what I want to do, talk about what these Sabbaths mean to me, talk about the traditional meanings, what you can do. Um, definitely give some recipes because I think cooking is honestly one of the most important things when it comes to celebrating Sabbaths and even in witchcraft in general. I think it's really, really hard to kind of practice witchcraft without having some sort of connection to things like food and things like nature. Not, not that it's impossible, but I think it's, it's probably really hard because a lot of what magic and, and witchcraft are based off of are, you know, things that come from the earth and our food comes from the earth, you know, at some point or another. And, uh, you know, plants come from the earth and all of this energy kind of starts and ends with the earth. So I think most of witchcraft and most witches tend to be called and gravitate towards the magic within nature and food. So hopefully that's exciting. 
I know it is for me. I, I love food. I love kitchen witchcraft. I think it's so great, so fun, so easy. And also, I just really enjoy eating delicious things. So it's really easy to just kind of fall into that and, you know, sprinkle in a little bit of magic because, I mean, I would have done it anyway. And sorry, let me go ahead and take a sip of my tea, which, by the way, if I didn't mention before, I 12 out of 10 recommend that you have a nice hot beverage with me, maybe even a snack, because, I mean, this is tea and tarot. Think of it like you and me having a little tea get-together. Um, I don't know. No, they're not called luncheons. Um, but, like, think Victorian era. All of the upper-class people, all of the rich people are so, so bored at home, you know, doing nothing. And this, you know, was specifically towards the women. But everyone is welcome for me. But think of it in the same sense that, like, you know, how they were so bored that they had to go over to each other's houses and eat and have tea and stuff. This is kind of like that, except we're doing it for fun and hopefully you learn something. Or you can think of it like you come over to my witchy house for, like, a tarot reading or something and I'm kind of like that scary lady that people are always talking about but then you meet me and I'm just like would you like some chamomile tea and cookies yes that is exactly what I want you to imagine I have a very very scary reputation to uphold however I just cannot stop making cookies can you imagine that would be so great like, the ultimate witch in history is the scary older lady who, you know, fits the witch stereotype, but then all she ever does is, like, bake, and she's literally just a modern-day grandma. That would be wonderful. That's who I aspire to be in life, honestly. Lovely is all I gotta say about my tea. I, um, I think the loose tea by itself when just steeped in water is a bit strong, um, because I mean, you know, the base of it is English tea, it's Earl Grey, so it's really, really strong, it's a strong black tea, so I put heavy whipping cream and unsweetened vanilla almond milk in it, so that gives it a little little bit of sweetness, but the heavy cream helps to kind of lighten the flavor without actually adding something like sugar, because I don't ever put sugar in my drinks. Um, but I, I think it's wonderful. Putting something like heavy cream in like your coffee or your tea helps to lighten the flavor so it's not as bitter, and then reveal the undertones of flavor. So I also do this with black coffee. Um, so I have like hazelnut or vanilla or pumpkin spice flavored coffee. And instead of putting like sweetener and creamer in it, I just put a little bit of heavy cream in it to lighten that flavor and kind of, you know, lighten the bitterness and reveal, <clears throat> sorry, reveal the, the flavors underneath. So what the coffee was flavored with and then a little bit of unsweetened vanilla almond milk really helps to give it a slightly sweeter tinge and really help accent those flavors. So I, I can drink my coffee and like my vanilla coffee will actually taste like vanilla without having to flavor it with sugar and creamer. It's a life hack, guys. 
It really is. And it goes so much farther because you do not need to use a lot of heavy whipping cream. And then with the unsweetened almond milk, that's just better for you in general than like cow's milk. Which, I'm not vegetarian or vegan, but like what we do to cows is so messed up. I hate it. Protect the cows. I love cows. Have you ever seen a cow? Would you ever do what we do to a cow? Like, no. How could you? Cows are too beautiful. I love them so much. I don't mind me um, drinking <laughs> from my tea again. <clears throat> and this is kind of just a little disclaimer. So I record all of my stuff on Anchor which is the site I use to distribute my podcast across, you know, multiple podcast platforms. So <clears throat> they don't really have an option to like edit in the way that you might on like Audacity or other audio editing software. So sometimes things might be a little bit weird or I might not even bother to go back in and edit some stuff. So if you're uncomfortable with slightly long pauses, me going um a lot and clearing my throat, I'm sorry, that's probably just something that'll be around for a little while. Uh, it's not something I ever stopped doing with my previous podcast. I never really picked a program and decided how to learn how to use it in order to perfect my podcast, I guess, so it doesn't have any of that weirdness. But, you know, as uncomfortable as it can be to listen to sometimes as a listener, I also do not want to come across as like, yes, I do this in one take and it's perfect. I want it to seem, you know, a little bit like I'm an actual human being and, you know, I, I have those moments when I have to take a lovely long sip of my tea before it gets cold or, you know, I have to clear my throat because, you know, something's in my throat. Or, you know, whatever. So I hope you guys can forgive me if it ever gets really uncomfortable. If there are, you know, really, really big things or really, really long pauses, I will definitely do my best to edit those out and make things a little bit more cohesive and nice. But for small things like slight throat clearing and me taking a little sip of my tea, I hope you guys can forgive. But yeah, so that's a lot about me currently. I would also, before the episode is over, I want to tell you guys a little bit about how I got to this place where I am now. Um, like I said in the very beginning, I am 21, and despite what it might seem for me having saying I am 21 years old, I've actually been, you know, kind of on my spiritual journey practicing witchcraft in one way or another for about seven years. So I started back in like uh, 2011 to 2012. So that would have been my seventh grade school year. It actually would have started like the late fall, early winter of 2011. So I would have been 12 years old. So that would have been nine years ago. And I actually, I might have been practicing for like eight years. Because I, I only really took like a year off before I kind of got back into it. But here's kind of my, my little history, my little story with all of that. So when I was in seventh grade, um, as I mentioned before, I am a person of color. I am a part of the black community. Um, I have a white mom and a black dad, but I am not white passing. I am brown. 
So I lived with my mom growing up and both, or not both, all three of my brothers that I have um, with my mom, they're also all mixed. However, they're all white passing. Um, two of them are half Hispanic and uh, the other one is also half black, but they're all white passing. So I essentially grew up in a household full of people who looked white. And when I was in middle school, I was still really, really struggling with the fact that I was brown and thinking that that meant that I wasn't beautiful and I wasn't as good as other people. So I actually stumbled across this website called Everything Under the Moon. And I come back to this website every few years and I actually recently just looked at it again because I thought about it. But this website is a, I believe, Wiccan website, and it essentially is just, you know, kind of a curation of different spells you can do. And I stumbled upon this website. I don't remember how or why, but I ended up trying to do an eye-changing color, eye-color-changing spell so that I could change my eyes to blue. And obviously, <laughs> that didn't work out. But I did that and for a time I kind of considered myself Wiccan-ish. When, when I first stumbled into this, I wasn't really labeling myself. I was mostly just trying to do spells in particular because as I mentioned, this was when I was middle school. Mostly like love spells because, you know, that disgusting like fever pitch for being in a relationship that everyone has in middle school, particularly like the girls, because they are the ones mostly going through puberty. <laughs> Sorry, puberty. And so, and, and also there's a lot of social pressure to kind of start being quote unquote attractive and quote unquote sexy at that age, like once you hit puberty and start developing. And so, you know, with that, that means you need to vie for the male gaze and male attention, which is awful and I hate it. And honestly, I'll probably talk about it more at some other point because I have a lot of opinions on a lot of things. But the point here is that I was doing a lot of that nonsense. You know, the wrong way to get into witchcraft was, you know, trying to immediately jump into spells and not only that, but I was trying to manipulate people into falling in love with me. So, you know, awful, terrible, not not the right way to get into witchcraft. So that was seventh grade. Um, sometime later, I also don't know how I got here or here, how I got there. But at some point, I ended up moving from kind of those spells to doing research on Satanism. And I legitimately do not remember what got me there. I may have had a, a classmate say something because there were two boys that I went to school with in middle school who were also in band. And you know, the band nerds in middle school, because I went to a really, really small middle school, um, you know, they really were kind of tight. And all of us tended to be in the same classes. So I knew one of them first before I knew the other one. But that's a possibility is that he said he was a Satanist and I ended up looking it up, but I'm not sure. So at some point I looked up Satanism. I was like, wow, this is actually really good. You know, 
live to pursue your goals and kind of obtain those goals at whatever cost as long as it's not hurting people and it's not absolute chaos and evil and yada yada and you know you should pursue pleasures and yada yada I thought that was really cool I thought that really really spoke to me so for a while I was I labeled myself as a satanist um this is really stupid, but I remember back at that age, I used to fantasize about, like, being so beautiful and wonderful that, like, demons and even Satan himself would, like, want to come up from hell to have me. Which is a really weird thing to, like, be thinking when I was that young. But, again, that really disgusting, you know, kind of dialogue towards young females who are developing. I mean... It's really a mess. But anyway, so I did that. I ended up dating the second guy who was a Satanist literally only for a month. I broke up with him on our month anniversary. But again, at this point, I only would have been maybe 13. No, not 13. Yes. Yes, 13. Sorry. I don't know how to count. So I would have been like 13 or whatever. And then after that, after dating him and he was like the stereotypical media horror movie portrayal of Satanist. Like he wanted to sacrifice animals and, you know, worship the devil and, you know, summon demons, that type of deal. Not cool. In retrospect, I really wish I had realized that that was not okay. And I shouldn't have, you know, kind of associated myself with that. Um, just because I really, really wanted male attention, but you know, things are what they are and I cannot go back and change them. And honestly, even if I did, I probably would have had to learn that lesson at some point later. So I guess good that I learned it there and it was not harmful. So I ended up kind of stopping after that relationship. I didn't really practice witchcraft or look more into it for about a year. So for the rest of my middle school, um, once I got into high school though, and, um, met my high school group of friends and my best friend, I kind of fell back into it because my best friend got tarot cards and she, she gifted me my first tarot deck, which if you know anything about traditional witchcraft, um, I'm not sure if it's like a pagan thing or it's probably a Wiccan thing, honestly, but, um, there are some practitioners who say, you know, you can't buy your first deck. You have to be given your first deck. So even though I don't, prescribed by that nonsense I was actually given my first deck by my best friend so then that got me into tarot and I was super super into tarot that it like spoke to me so much and I practiced it throughout all of high school and I wasn't really looking more into like witchcraft and stuff like that I did look a little bit more into wicca um I think for a short time I might have identified as wiccan but mostly I was just doing tarot and practicing like that kind of witchcraft and then I got into college in my freshman year I don't remember why but I got super super into plants all of a sudden and that kind of kick-started my path on uh my path to being a green witch and so that's when I started to do a lot more research I identified as Wiccan again and I was actively you know kind of seeking out knowledge on witchcraft and 
you know, kind of the spiritualness involved around like the practice of witchcraft. And at the time, um, my roommate ended up moving out and they didn't stick anyone in with me. So I didn't have a roommate all of my freshman and sophomore years. So throughout that entire time, I was just kind of developing my practice. Um, I think going into my sophomore year, I no longer identified as Wiccan. I was doing a lot more with plant magic. I had so many plants and then I started doing yoga and meditating and kind of doing all of that. That's when I started working with my patron God and kind of started doing that. And when I say working with, I mean thinking like dedicating myself to a God meant that I was working with them. But then there was that last year, my junior year, I, hmm, what did I do last year? That's really, I don't remember. Um, last year, I don't think I did like a super lot with it because I actually had roommates last year. So it was a lot harder to just, you know, openly and freely practice in my room. But I did kind of, you know, pay attention to the moon cycles. I noted when the Sabbaths were. And then last January, not this, this January, January of this year, which would have been the spring semester of my junior year, I wanted to start a witchy podcast because I was interested in kind of doing a little bit more, but it just wasn't the time. So here I am now actively you know, practicing, actively searching for more information. I, yeah, I would say it's been a very interesting and very long journey, even though the bulk majority of time that I've been practicing witchcraft, it's been very inexperienced. I've really not gone about it the way that I should have. Um, but I mean, I stumbled across witchcraft really by chance and it kind of just blew up from there. So that's my story. That's how I got into witchcraft. That is what I'm doing now. That's all of the stuff that I hope to do with this podcast. And yeah, so I think this is probably about the end of the episode. I really don't have too much more to say um, other than I am hoping uh, to get a recording schedule where I can post every weekend. Um, I haven't decided yet if I want to post Saturdays or Sundays. When I'm recording this, it is a Saturday and I will probably put this up, you know, as soon as I'm done with it, just so I can start to get people listening. But after this, um, I'm thinking I might, I don't know. It really just depends. I'll have to see. I have a lot of stuff going on right now with school. I am a senior in college and I am double majoring, which means I have stuff to do for both of my majors as a senior. And honestly, I'm just really, really, really behind because of my super, super terrible mental health right now. So I, I don't want to stress myself out and make this podcast not something I want to do. My goal, my hope for the future is that I can get on a weekly schedule. However, uh, for the beginning here, that might not be the case. Um, it, it might be kind of a little all over the place. And I will try to keep you guys up to date with that, updated on that. And, you know, tell you how I'm feeling and 
how things are going. That way you, you aren't <laughs> sitting in your seat waiting with your cup of tea and, you know, I never show up. So that is all of that. I sincerely hope after this episode, if you have any interest whatsoever in any of the stuff I'm going to talk about, please stick around. There's definitely more to come other than what I have mentioned. And, um, yeah, it's going to be me. I, I hope for the future at some point, if I can get a big enough platform, um, you know, get enough readers that I can start a Patreon. That way I can kind of improve my setup and improve what I can do for the podcast, as well as hopefully I can find people to talk to. I think that would be so amazing to talk to other people, other practitioners, because to be quite frank, I don't know any people in real life who practice witchcraft. Um, other than like, I mean, I know some, my best friend, for example, who by the way, lives kind of across the country from me. Um, she, she likes tarot. She loves tarot. She does tarot on occasion, but other than that, I really don't know anyone who actually practices it. I don't know anyone who kind of, you know, is either pagan or Wiccan or, you know, whatever that fits in and does witchcraft. So hopefully in the future I can meet more people who do that and, you know, get myself out there. I understand it's COVID right now, so it's a little bit difficult to actually like meet people in person and try and expand my groups that way. But you know, COVID will end at some point, hopefully, not even hopefully, it will, it will end at some point. I am putting that out into the universe. COVID will not last forever. So at that point, hopefully I can meet some people, get more info for you guys. And you know, just, just diversify what this podcast does and the voices that it uplifts. Whew. Okay. So with all of that, I think I am ready to go ahead and kind of log off of here and get this episode ready to get uploaded. So I'm really, really excited for all of this. I hope you guys are too. And if you are, stay tuned. Hopefully soon, um, hopefully next weekend, I can upload another episode and we will dive right in with the tarot. So I'll start with the tarot. I'll be working on that. I'll probably try and flip back and forth between stuff. So it's not just, you know, 78 episodes long <laughs> of tarot, but yeah. So get ready for that. Come with your cup of tea next week. And you know what guys, I'm real excited for this. And this is really stupid, but I used to have an outro for my previous podcast and I have to kind of delay right now as I try to think of an outro for this podcast because, you know, both of these podcasts actually have tea in the name. My previous podcast was called the thesis. So I used to say, and that's the thesis, but I don't want to do that here because I do not want to drudge those negative memories into this podcast and into this beautiful creation. So what can I say? Hmm. You know, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll try to come back with something cool. But in the meantime, I hope you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. And if you're interested in learning more about different areas of witchcraft, I hope you come back and uh, I hope you can have your cup of tea and your snacks and we can just hang out. I'll see you next time, guys. Bye-bye.